So Nathan, what do you call a fish that's wearing a necktie? A fish that's wearing a necktie? I don't know. Sophisticated. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> that's like so dumb. You like got it off the popsicle stick. Sophisticated. That's a good one. <laughs> I should see if my kids what they like if they you like that. You should see one. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure wow. they will. That's pathetic. <laughs> Welcome to Mistakes Dads Make. I'm Nathan Hart. And I'm David Borden. And this is a podcast with honest conversations about fatherhood, including mistakes that dads make and how to redeem them. We're glad you've joined us. Well, welcome back, everyone. We're so glad you're here. And uh, we left you with a little bit of a cliffhanger last week where Nathan had not resolved a mistake that he'd made. So we just wanted to start by checking in with Nathan to see how it went. Mm -hmm. So how'd it go? Yeah, if you recall, it was the moment where I... I said a, just a shameful word uh, to and about my kids in, in the car ride on the way to school and uh, just felt so bad about it. And uh, yeah, I hadn't yet done the apology. Well, I did the, the day we recorded mm-hmm. at the dinner table that night. Um, I said, hey, kids, do you remember when I said you're the worst? <laughs> you guys are the worst in the car ride the other day. And they were like, yeah. So then I said, you know, I, I just want to apologize for that. that. And then I did remember we talked about should I kind of let them in on the the language about shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. So I did that. You know, I said that was a shame message. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't saying you did something bad. I said you were bad. And I never want you to think that or hear that from me. So I'm sorry. And, um, yeah, it was like anytime I apologize, there was this nice sense of peace that mm-hmm. kind of came over the table and came over us. And I think Eva ribbed me. Yeah, Eva ribbed me for a second. She was like, she goes, you're only going to apologize for that? <laughs> that's good so, that's yeah, she's so always good. that's great she's always introducing humor into those moments <laughs> which is so lovely but yeah so you know uh, the apology to the kids thing I, I do meet parents sometimes who i they they can't hardly accept that you know they mm. think like, it seems like weakness it seems mm-hmm. like something parents shouldn't never do is is show weakness or apologize mm-hmm. to their kids but um i would just encourage anybody if, if you've never done that um try it Mm. you know try to discover the power of seeking grace and forgiveness from your own kids i think what happens is the kid feels respected and honored which is something that they long for we've talked about Mm -hmm. that a little bit before um so yeah it was good thanks for following up yeah of course how about you since the last time we recorded do you have any mistakes you've made that you want to process just with me no one else is listening just tell me (laughs) some mistakes everything's confidential yeah exactly well i've made uh, multiple mistakes and I'm I'm realizing they're kind of all rooted in one uh, flaw in my thinking. Okay. And that's that I think to myself, I'm a perfect parent, but it's rooted in the fact that I'm not with my kid that much. What do you mean? Well, I'm at work, okay. either for the church or with the right. army. And Rachel will tell me about situations involving Samuel. Mm. And oftentimes I'll be like, well, you know, I maybe would have done it like this, Rachel, <laughs> not like that. Armchair parenting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm realizing yeah. I'm, I'm great at that. Yeah. And so uh, we've had a situation, an ongoing situation that's been going on for the last few months. Samuel, he's going to turn two in a few months. And um, he's still using the pacifier. Okay. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem so, like a big deal. To, to be honest with you, all these years later at Past Toddler. But yeah, I know how it feels like a big deal now. It does. It does. Yeah, so he's using his pacifier. And so I've been 
telling Rachel over and over again, we got to wean him off the pacifier. Mm-hmm. Just wean him off. Just so don't let you, him you're, have te- it. you're like sitting in your office at work texting her mm-hmm. saying, you you got to do a better job weaning him off the pacifier. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to get the full <laughs> picture here of what a huge jerk you are, but go on. And she's very patient. <laughs> she's very kind. I definitely married up. Yeah. But, um, so I've been telling her this for the past, you know, few months. And then I had the opportunity to be alone with mm. Samuel for two entire days. So Rachel, she went to the city to meet up with some friends and she was gone all day Friday into the evening and Saturday. And uh, I want you to guess how long did I last mm. on Friday, you think, without giving Samuel a pacifier? Two hours? Yeah, it was probably about two mm-hmm. hours, maybe a little yeah. less. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> just take the pacifier. <laughs> and in that moment, I realized, yeah. wow, I really am becoming an armchair parent. Uh, yeah. And it's a really easy thing to do mm. if you're the parent that's off at work mm-hmm. and there's another parent maybe giving full-time care to the child, mm-hmm. whether it's the mother or the father. And I'm just realizing I have to be really careful mm-hmm. to not get prideful and to think that I can do it better uh, when I'm totally not interacting with this crazy toddler as much as my wife is. Yeah, And you might understand a little bit more now, like how does that feel to Rachel when you send her a message saying you should be doing this differently? Mm -hmm. That doesn't feel very good. Did you tell her what you just told me that you, you (laughs) felt that giving him a pacifier? Well, yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, God is uh, revealing some, maybe some pride Mm -hmm. in me, Mm -hmm. which he does regularly. So I wonder if that's related because last episode we talked about you needing respect, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems like maybe related. If you have pride, you think people should respect you. Yes, that's definitely right. Yeah. You want respect from your wife and from your son. Well, that's a recent mistake for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any ongoing mistakes yeah, or anything yeah, you shared. made lately? Yeah, well, last time, you know, I shared a very specific one driving down the road and saying those words to my kids. And um, I have another specific scene, which I'll share with our uh, gracious listeners here uh, as they endure all of these mistakes. Uh, and it also involved my words mm. with with my daughter. And this time it wasn't so much my words, but it was my tone. Mm. And um, long story short, she's got a, a really close friend. You know, my daughter's 12 and her, her good friend is uh, 13. But they, they would spend every waking and sleeping minute together if they could. <laughs> I mean, even when she's home doing homework, the friend is on FaceTime on the phone. And okay. they're just staring at each other, doing their own homework. Sometimes they're not even talking. <laughs> they're just, I have older siblings who told me about this with yeah. their own teenagers. Uh-huh. They have this constant FaceTime running with their friends or girlfriends or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, that's so weird. That is weird. But now she's doing it. And um, there's all these sleepovers. <laughs> not and... FaceTime sleepovers, right? No. Well, I've heard about that too. From, really? From, other, from my uh, siblings. Yeah. They like fall asleep together with oh, the FaceTime so watching. Well, that, my daughter's not doing that, but... <laughs> So the, the, there was a sleepover last weekend and it was Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I work on Sunday morning. <laughs> you do, really? Yes. I didn't know that. And I always feel this burden of responsibility. You know, I, I, that's, we haven't really explored that on this podcast You mean you're responsible? Yet. Yes. <laughs> that's maybe the next episode. It's, it leads me to many sins, but oh, I'm over-responsible. So Saturday uh-huh. night is just a little bit like, you know, I've got the burden of the next morning on my, mm-hmm. on my mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so my daughter has the sleepover and they're so hyper, right? I, I go to bed at, I think it was like 10. Mm-hmm. And I said, don't stay up too late. You know, and I went off to bed. 
Well, I could hear them, you know, giggling and having a good time or whatever. And I was sort of drifting in and out of sleep. And it was 1 a.m. And I could still hear them giggling. And I was like, it, you know, I was like, oh, boy. So I marched, you know, up the stairs mm-hmm. outside her bedroom door. And I said, you know, go go to bed now. Or I forget. <laughs> I forget what the words were, but the tone was like really harsh. And, um, you know, they did react to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. They were silent that in that moment. Mm-hmm. And the next day I got some feedback from my daughter. She was like, you were, you were really mean. Mm. And, you know, I, I took a step back and I thought about it and I thought, you know, it's, to- it's wonderful mm-hmm. that my daughter has such a good friend. Her friend is a Christian. Her friend mm-hmm. goes to our church. You know, her friend, um, is fun and hilarious and mm-hmm. smart and this is a really good thing and mm-hmm. sleepovers are fun and they're so young they should just be having a blast and i came in with all this mm-hmm. so um i don't know I, I i i do think they needed to go to sleep mm-hmm. i do think it was 1 a.m <laughs> shut it down <laughs> because you know you're know, like the next day um they were they were grumpy because they didn't mm-hmm. get to sleep you well, know of course not. Yeah. so I, I don't regret necessarily going up the stairs and telling them you know, to shut down the party. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think that there was a tone that d- wasn't needed, didn't help. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe had rings of that same shame thing we were talking about mm-hmm. last episode. I don't know. But a kid perceives all that. Mm-hmm. They perceive what the message is and, and the, um, you know, how the message comes across the tone of mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. I want to work on that. I don't do that very often. I don't think I, I you know, when pe- I hear about people who like raise their voice a lot mm-hmm. in the house. That's not really me. There's no yeah. shouting in our house. Um, but I think my voice was elevated mm-hmm. and just too too firm, I think. Mm. And that's kind of a subtle mistake, but it means something, I think, especially to girls, you know? Yeah. I think it meant something to them. Yeah. But And then, and then you know, the next week, the mom, you know, she said to me, hey, they want to do another sleepover, but... I heard Saturday nights aren't the best to happen at your house. So they can happen at our house this weekend, you know, and it was like, ha, ha, ha. So oh, yeah, I'm guessing the friend went home and reported, mm-hmm. you know, Pastor Nathan was mean at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like sounds like that was the report home. Yeah. But, yeah. Anything else from you? That Well, it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, what I find is when I'm annoyed or frustrated, I tend to be very narrow, right? There's a, there's a situation that I'm reacting to. Hmm. And I forget the broader, uh, the broader picture. Yeah, exactly. And so like you were really narrow, you were reacting. Yeah. They needed to go to bed, which was true, but you had forgotten all these good things that God had blessed your daughter with, Mm -hmm. right? Having a good friend, you know, some kids don't have any friends, you know, that she has a Christian friend, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just, um, it's a good reminder that, you know, when, especially as dads, our words matter. Not only what we say, but how we say them. But also when we're in that reactionary mode, that it's important to kind of take a step back and take take a deep breath and not necessarily say the first thing that comes to mind. You know, as you're saying that, I think you're right. And as you're saying that, I'm I'm actually asking myself, if I had to do it over again, Mm -hmm. what would I have changed? Mm -hmm. It's subtle. I still would have gone up the stairs. It's still 1 a.m. I would have said something like this. I would have said, I'm so glad you guys are having a blast. Mm-hmm. This is so cool. But I do need you to, to be quiet. Um, mm. You're keeping me awake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other people in the house are trying to sleep too. So could you guys, It's I'm, I'm so glad you're having fun, but could you just do it really quiet? Mm-hmm. Love you. You know, or mm-hmm. something like that. I could have just wrapped it in 
an affirmation. Mm-hmm. What yeah. they call it affirmation sandwich. Mm-hmm. I think that probably would have changed the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. But so if you had to do it over again with telling Rachel about the pacifier, what would you change? <laughs> well, I think I probably uh, wouldn't have said anything to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, my favorite president in history. Nobody really knows about him. His name's Calvin Coolidge. His uh, he was nickname was Silent Cal because he never talked. But he has a famous quote. He says, "No man ever listened his way out of a job." Hmm. And I would say the same is true. No man's ever listened his way out of a marriage, or wow. out of a friendship, right? And I'm learning, you know, in all avenues of life. Oftentimes, the better thing to do is to just not speak at all. And I think in that um, situation, God, you know, he, in his sovereignty, he had Rachel leave for a few days. To show you that. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. without that, I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to see that I was armchair parenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really good note to end on, to listen more mm-hmm. to um, our wives, to our kids. And like you said a minute ago, to broaden, to listen sort of, or, or be aware, or to see the broader picture. Mm-hmm. Not when we're so narrowly focused. It's a nice note to end on. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Mistakes Dads Make. Please take a moment and rate this podcast wherever you found it and share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.